Hi, I'm Tom Coffin, CEO and President and Co-Founder of Simply Reliable Incorporated. Welcome to the Smartpreneur Podcast. What's a smartpreneur, you might ask? Well, a smartpreneur, in our opinion, is someone that focuses on working on their business, not just in their business. And our Smartpreneur Podcasts are designed to bring you some relevant information each week about your business and different parts of that business. It could be marketing, it could be workflow, it could be labor, uh, it could be business operations, many things that we'll talk about each week on the podcast. You can also check out our Smartpreneur blog at simplyreliable.com. And of course, our Smartpreneur podcast is brought to you by Simply Reliable, makers of Smart Office and Design Machine, the complete end-to-end -end solution for business process for systems integrators. So thanks for joining us today, and I hope you enjoy the show. On this week's Smartpreneur podcast, our guest is Roberto Lewis. Roberta is the founder of Roberta Lewis & Associates, with many years of experience with the CBA channel. Please welcome Roberta Lewis. Well, hi, Roberta. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I really appreciate you uh, you joining us. Uh, Smartpreneurs, we have, a, we have an awesome opportunity today. We're talking to Roberta Lewis of Roberta Lewis & Associates. And Roberta's been in the industry for you know a couple of years. She's she's seen a few things, you know, uh, kind of like that one uh, that one insurance commercial. You know, you know the uh, those uh, I can't think of those guys what they're called, but the, you know we've seen a few things, right? <laughs> Roberta, would you mind uh, you know giving the audience maybe just a sixty second of uh, highlight of of uh, you know some of the stuff you've uh, you've uh, gone through? Well, I've actually been in the industry for 40 years. Um, started right out of, out of high school. So I went to work for a lady retailer in Houston. And uh, when I started working, I started in the accounting department. And through my tenure there, I was asked in the company, you know, office manager, general manager, uh, vice president, and president. And during that time, the company grew from three stores to seven stores, two cities. Um, three million, you know, we were about doing about eight million and increase it towards the end to we were $25 million. Wow. Yeah, and this is back in the late 90s at $25 million. And, and we also had a big custom installation. Sort of our DNA was custom installation, even though we had retail stores. It was mid to high end audio and all custom. So um, it was a lot of learning because we were in the early days. We made a lot of mistakes. And luckily, I had a really great team in place, and you know, we figured it out, and we were able to make money. And the company sold and very successful. Very cool. Very very cool. Well, one of the reasons I uh, uh, that we're excited that that you're part of the uh, Smartpreneur uh, guest blog series, and um, uh, Roberta's first blog is out this week, and it's called Beyond Grassroots, and word of mouth sales and marketing strategy so one of the things that really excited me was was your history in sales and and not just doing sales on your own but also managing sales teams managing sales for brands um uh, i believe you did work with uh, tweeter bought you guys out right yes so you know really blowing it up big right, right? lots and lots of sales of opportunities 
And of course, in the systems integration business, you know, a lot of companies are relative, relatively small, right? I mean, probably the average companies, you know, maybe 10 employees, 12 employees, something like that, which means a lot of times the owner is, is still the one uh, uh, really uh, shaking the shaking the leaves, you know, to make the to make the money fall for the most part. They might have other salespeople, but a lot of times the owner is still the one, you know, making it happen. And I know you and I have spoken in, in, in your blog this week. You talk about creating those opportunities. Maybe you could share with uh, with our smartpreneurs some of the ideas that you came up with about you know getting out of the office and, and really you know shaking things up. Yeah. Well, in the beginning, it was like here because we only had a few locations. But as we grew and we had to expand, we were totally dependent on our people. So I think it's really important to make sure that you have the right people in the right places for that growth. And um, what I did, you know, through the years was it's at one point, I don't remember what point, but it was like, you know what, I'm tired of doing everything for yesterday. Everything, all my time was consumed on you know, buying programs from manufacturers, stores, meeting their top sales from the prior month, and trying to manage all the problems with custom, which were, we had many problems um, because we were big custom. Like I, I shared in the share in the blog, we did talk to his house, which he the owner of land. And that job went a 17-page spread in audio video interiors, which was our largest spread ever. And wow. that job that came with that many headaches. And it was like three years from beginning to the end. So everything we could do to lose money, let me tell you, we did it. So, uh, and that's the best learning opportunity is to sit back and look at what you're doing and see how to do it better. It taught me a lot about managing time. It taught me a lot about managing accountability of time and just bringing people into the fold so that they really knew the true cost. You know, they'll look at a job and see an $800,000 job and think, oh, the company's getting rich. You know, it's lucky if we're bringing down, you know, 8 to 10%. You know, they don't understand the cost that goes into running a business. Um, right. But what I did was started focusing my time, not on yesterday's business, but I started focusing my time on the future. You know, sort of the pipeline outside of the custom installation channel. So to do that, you know, I personally got involved with, HI, with ASID. You know, I'm very fortunate that we had one custom, one ASID, which in turn, she was president of the Houston chapter at that time. And um, I started going to her galas. We started giving money, helping. Um, and I became friends with her, which helped. And the salesperson that worked with her, she loved. And he took care of her, her, her work. And she, the reason she worked with us is she never had to worry. She knew on the audio video side that if something was going to go wrong, we were going to answer the phone. And For those who, uh, who may not be familiar, uh, ASID is the American Society of Interior Designers. And we lost your, there we go, you're back now. We lost your video just for a second. Okay, so we created relationships with alike furniture companies. I'm talking high-end, not not mm -hmm. your average furniture, not your Ashley's, but your high-end furniture. So. Not your lazy boy uh, uh, showroom, right? Yeah, like Roche de Bois when we had, and then no oil furniture here in Houston. But so we had Bang & Olsen at the time. So they love Bang & Olsen because they're a modern furniture store. So we gave them gear to sit on their floor, you know, and vice versa. We did home shows. We shared home shows. So there are ways to create alliances with non-competitors in your marketplace that actually saves you money. 
if you can split a home show or you can split advertising and marketing, we both win. So that was one thing that we did. And then um, social media marketing, we did social media wasn't social media back then. But our marketing had everything to do with how we grew our business because we actually did have a pretty large marketing budget towards the end because we had two cities and we were doing so much volume. But it's really important to keep your mouth You've got to know how advertising is working. You're not going to know the results from every dollar you spend, but you've got to track it. you got to look what you're doing and see how it's affecting sales and monitor it in real time. And, you know, then you just got to use your gut. Is it working or not working? And then start making adjustments. But it's really important for the leadership of the business to think about tomorrow's business. Not wait till the pipeline's empty. Not wait till there's a hole. But to keep the marketing going on every day. You know, that is that is the plan. And um, as an owner, if you don't delegate and you don't get get over unless you're good people that work for you, you wouldn't they wouldn't be working for you if you didn't if you didn't like them or trust them. But to let them take, be accountable, but know that they're not going to be in trouble if they make mistakes, you know. And if you stand right. up for them, yeah, it's really, it's just really important to do that. So, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't mention on my too. I was also, I was also a manufacturer for four years. And uh, mm -hmm. my company today is a PR marketing company in this channel. You mentioned, uh, I, I think in the article, you, you give an example about, um, uh, about about really uh, uh, empowering you know your people to make the right choices. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's got to be terribly important if if you're out there you know generating new marketing. Um, when when you're out there talking to, say I'm a smartpreneur and I'm out there I join ASID. Am I am I expecting to get you know business right away? Does it take a long time to, to develop these relationships? What's what was your experience with that? Did it happen quickly or did it take a year or so? Well, we were very fortunate because one of our strongest anchors in ASID for our market, not in Dallas, but in Houston, uh, happened to be the president at the time. You know, So she was very connected. Uh, and then when I would go to the galas, I can't tell you, like the, I sat next to the Roche de Blog owner at, a, at an ASID gala. That's how I started that relationship. You know, so if you're out there and you're actually, you know, even if you're not a gala, if you, if you identify who you want to market with, be a partner with, just go to their store. Go, go try to meet them, you know, introduce yourself, you know. It doesn't take much. Take take some hospitality with you. Go take lunch to their team, you know. Hand out your card so that their sales staff knows that, you know what, the customers a lot of times in high-end furnishings, just like audio video, they want one, they want fewer people to help them, you know, and if they're in someone's in furnishing an entire house that's moved to this market, they, they need someone to do their, their security and their audio video. And, you know, if, if, as long as they have that card or somewhere to hand it to, to refer and know that it's a good referral, then you'll be surprised what, what, will, what will come from that. Good things will come from that. So, makes, uh, makes some sense. People always, you gotta go often. You can't just go once. Time in and close the big deal and you're done, right? <laughs> it's never over. <laughs> it's never that easy. But if you don't yeah, have you... a lot of expanding marketing, you know, you gotta do it by your feet. You gotta do it, you gotta get out there and you've gotta train your people to want to get out there. People get lazy, you know. They wanna sit in their offices 
I want to do everything by email. That's not how, that's how not how relationships work. You know, you gotta, you gotta go to lunch. You gotta go get in front of. So, yeah, kind of like the old one minute manager, you know, uh, management by wandering around. It's kind of like, you know, sales, sales and marketing by bumping into people that are talking to the same people you want to talk to, right? That's right. And doing business with the same people you want to do business with, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a section in, in your blog this week that talks about uh, social media. And of course, when you and I were were uh, in the custom business and, and and we're in the retail business, there really wasn't a social media, so to speak. But I, I don't know about you, I'm kind of a believer that, you know, advertising is advertising. It's just a different place to, to put it up there. Um, when, when you were doing um, advertising uh, from a custom standpoint, not from a retail standpoint, but from a custom standpoint, what type of ads did you find um, hit with people? Any, anything specific that you could think of? largest things that we did in our custom was the home shows, only because we were able to get into a mass at one time, you know. And through those home shows, we, we didn't do it on a small scale. We didn't have an equal table. We had the Bose truck there, one show, you know. And then we built out three custom rooms at the home show. So people could actually come in and see the end walls and the ceiling, could see the screen drop down from the ceiling. Uh, that's how you allow people, you know. The demo. It's, yeah, you demo it. You can't, you can't, and that's why both got money for that truck, you know, is to get people in and do all, you know, they had quota, how many demos they had to do in an hour to bring that truck in, you know. Yeah. Um, it was, that was a long time ago, back when they worked with retailers, they don't do that anymore. But uh, you have to look at opportunities to be with Sony, your biggest manufacturers, you know, you'd be surprised how much the manufacturers will help you. If you just, if they, if you show them, this is what I'm going to do, this is what it's going to cost. Let me do it first, and then next year I'm going to pay for it. You know, that's what I yeah. noticed. You know, I always showed them the results before I went in and asked for more money. And I was really good at asking for money. <laughs> so, uh, and, and all they can tell you is no. You know, but right. um, they want they want, especially if you're a big retailer for them or a growing retailer. You know, the smallest retailers sometimes can do the most number in one brand. You know, if you look at who the Market. It's not always the biggest guy. It's the guy that yep. has what he sells. People that love Macintosh. One guy can sell a quota for a whole store, you know. But um, I just think that it's really important to just think out of the box. You know, don't don't sit there and think, okay, I'm going to run a full page ad in you know a big magazine. You know, that's not going to that's not going to that's going to cost you a lot of money. You know, yeah. it's better to do ten little things than to do one big thing and fail at it. You know, with ten, something's going to stick. You know, the more you do, the more the more success you're going to have. And yeah, I do I wish I could give you a, a combination, but you don't know most of the time. But yeah. You just have to continue to do things. You can't sit and wait. You know, because nobody's sitting and waiting, especially the budgets we have. You know, you know, uh, just a real quick. I know this isn't even on topic, but when Twitter bought us, you know, we, we've been in the city for forty years. You know. And they did a market analysis to see what our penetration was. This is after 40 years. Three, it's like 3.2% people in the whole city knew us. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like a, it was like a eye opening, you know, here, here you think, oh, at least half people know. <laughs> most, most people thought we were, you know, the cable company because our name is home entertainment. They thought we were home box entertainment or something, but anyway. <laughs> 
kind of showed me how we get jaded into ourselves. Yeah. It's really important out there to ask people, you know, ask ask the customers that you're doing business with what they like. Where do they, they shop? Where do they read? What do they do? Um, you know, you don't have to do a survey, but just to get, get out there with them and ask them some questions. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I know when uh, when I was uh, uh, on the on the custom side, uh, I would always ask my because we, we did we kind of averaged those those 200k type houses, you know. Uh, I used to call them you know the McMansions, right? You know they they weren't hundred million dollar homes, but they were you know eh, two to five million dollar homes, and they were going to spend two to two fifty with us, uh, and, and and most of them were pretty similar, you know. But my favorite question was if we were buddies and we were hanging out, you know. Who would you introduce me to? You know, and usually the answer was, "Well, you are my buddy, and we are hanging out because you know once you sell one of those systems, you're in that person's house constantly anyway." <laughs> and uh, you, you got to ask for the referral, right? You know. Yep. Yeah, and then there's other things you can do to get involved in those circles. You know, you know there's there's business clubs in your city. You know, we belong. Yeah. We were. And our owner was very, he was born here and very tied into the Houston business community. And so he belonged to the executive club of Houston. I can't tell you how much interest we bought from other people that were higher than other people because he was he was buying it from a guy in his club, but that club often turned into a lot of business. You know? So there are things you can network, even with the people you do business with, to get into their service, you know, country yep. clubs, you know. We get involved with country clubs, you know. There's, there's a whole list, but again, if there's not somebody at the top that's really pioneering that and has a conviction for doing that, we end not, we end up not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, and you know what? It's really crazy. If the top, the top guy starts doing that, it creates a culture with their management team, and they'll you teach them how to go do it too. And you know, they end up being people that people want to do business. with. People, right. people refer you if they like you, you know. And I share in my blog that the, the ASID lady that I spoke with, I just had lunch with her like a month ago. You know, this was this was 25 years after her and I, you know, she did my stores too. I hired her to do the interior designs of her stores as well. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I love her, you know. She's she's like family to me. So um, out of all of that, the more you the more you network and get involved, you'd be surprised how many people actually become your friends and sure. your allies out there. Absolutely. So, yeah, and it makes it fun. You know, it's not just a job, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. thank you, Roberta. That was that was great. It was really interesting stuff today. Uh, smartpreneurs, I, I think the takeaway uh, that, that I walked away with is is really, you know, get out of the office and uh, uh, you've got to network. Uh, it doesn't take tons of money. You don't need to spend lots of money on advertising, but you know many of us in the uh, in the industry are very creative people. It takes some creativity, you know, to go out and uh, uh, and do it and find out what works. So um, again, thank you, Roberta. I lost your. There we go. You're back. Thank you, Roberta. Really appreciate you being with us again. Uh, it occurs to me that uh, not again. This is our first time actually, uh, but she's she's going to be with us uh, throughout the year. Uh, so stay tuned and uh, and uh, check out Smartpreneur blog uh, to catch uh, more blogs from Roberta and the Smartpreneur podcast, which we'll have her on uh, again uh, throughout the year. And uh, it occurs to me that, uh, that uh, someone might want to get a hold of you and maybe ask you some questions or uh, or meet you. 
What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? So I have a website that's terribly out of date. You can go there and it's just robertolewis.com. Or you can go to LinkedIn and just Google my name, uh, LinkedIn or Facebook or any of the social media. So awesome. I'm happy to. And my email is just roberta at robertolewis.com. That's pretty easy to remember. And of course, I uh, will have that up under your name, under your, uh, under your picture there on the, uh, on the podcast here. Okay, uh, again, so- uh, thanks for joining us. I'll see you again soon on the Smartpreneur Podcast. Have a great day. Thank you, Roberta. You're welcome.